Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Alongside the Monday Maniac, Chris Allman. Are you workshopping nicknames? I'm workshopping nicknames. <laughs> that sounds like a wrestling name. That's why I did it. The Monday Maniac. I mean, look, there was there's big wrestling news this weekend, you know, in that The Rock is apparently desperate enough to resuscitate oh. his box office potential that he's he's back. So I thought, you know. Well, you stunned me for a second because I'm usually very well up on wrestling news. Yeah. I knew that he had come back and made an appearance on SmackDown. Yeah, he's apparently going to do WrestleMania too. Yeah, he's always going to try to get that payday. He's going to wrestle Roman Reigns. That's the plan. Yeah, so here's the deal. And we're we're starting off not with college football, but look, here's the deal. It's 25% of the season, and if you had 25% off, you would think that's a good deal. On something. Sure, yeah. So you're going to, you know, buy three, get one free. Kind of a good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the inverse of that, this is time to maybe determine when teams hit the panic button. And The Rock has clearly hit the panic button on his career in that, at least a little bit, to which The Rock has to, in that he is now going back to move forward because his last couple of movies have not done well. I mean, it's it's part it's phase two of the plan phase one was uh i'm gonna go back and do the last fast and the furious movie yeah and phase two is i'm gonna do wrestling again and in order to promote that i'm gonna show up with pat mcafee and Deion sanders and hang out in boulder colorado a place where lots of wrestlers go <laughs> you know but isn't the rock one of those guys that he's impossible to be overexposed like, I, whenever oh, yeah. I see The Rock, I'm like, oh, good. It's The Rock. He just makes everything better. Yeah. Garrett disagrees with you. He does not like The Rock. I can't stand him. He does not like The Rock. Well, that's something we're going to have to dig into at some point. Maybe yeah. not in this hour, but yeah. I'd really like to hear more about this. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. We'll get into it. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, he, you know, he's, he's hitting a little bit of, like, you know, DEFCON 5 on his movie career. Like, just, you know... Let's let's make sure that nobody forgets that I did some good ones before. Yeah, Black Adam. The Rock's always going to be a wrestler to me. Yeah, so I don't care. I don't. I've never seen any of his movies. You're I don't not, think you're not. Wa- you're not waiting for his portrayal of Hamlet. No, that's going to redefine him as a. No, yeah. no. I seriously don't know that I've ever seen a a Rock movie. Well, I've seen a is, lot of them, which is probably weird to say. They're they're enjoyable, it's particularly the early one, Rundown. With Sean William Scott, The Rundown. Seen it. Quite a good movie. And the one uh, with Johnny Knoxville. I saw that one, too. Yeah. That was Walking good. Tall. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyway. It was just uh, him being The Rock, by You know the way. who's not Walking Tall right now? Here's the transition. Uh, Alabama. Yeah. And that might have been the ugliest win in the history of Nick Saban's <laughs> career. Everywhere he's been. Is, is that only because of who they had to Barely beat. No, I like. I'm like they're in a re, like they're in a rebuild there at USF. Alex Golish comes in from Tennessee. Look, he put up 50 on Nick Saban as the offensive coordinator of Tennessee a year ago. Yeah, almost beat him by scoring less than that this yeah. year, way less. But Nick Saban's in a spot where he does not have a quarterback who's going to be able to navigate them through the SEC in the way to which he is accustomed. Yeah. Okay, when we talk about pressing the panic button, I'd like to tunnel into when we who who are we talking about pressing the panic button? Is it Nick Saban? Is it crazy keyboard fan who perpetually seems to have their finger on the panic mm-hmm. button? Is it Paul Feinbaum who won't know what to do? Yeah, if, if, if Alabama's, Alabama's not, good. not good. Yeah, I mean. I feel like Saban has so much capital built up. That yeah. Even a down year, there's never really a reason to hit the panic button for him unless you start hearing the rumblings that he's going back to the NFL. That might now, be the sign yeah, that, like... I think for him, 
And I don't think he's – I think the next place he goes to is fishing. Like, yeah. that's what he's going to do yeah. is play golf and fish and, yeah. you know, just sit back and – Be Nick Saban. And be wealthy, yeah. you know. Uh, so, he – and he's not going to push the panic button in the same way that everybody else would. But I do think Alabama fans are nervous because I think it's shown them, like, you get Ole Miss this week. That's a team that has three guys that you would trade for in a heartbeat right now yeah. because Walker Howard, who's their, I believe, third-string quarterback, is a five-star recruit that you probably want over the other five-star recruits that you have. Uh, then you have Spencer Sanders, who has experience at Oklahoma State, whose departure I didn't realize was going to be as big a deal as it was, even though I'm a bit of a guy who thinks if Spencer Sanders healthy, he can help you. Mm -hmm. But he's been so up and down. And then they have Jackson Dart, who's playing okay right now. He's playing pretty well right now and won the job out of camp for them. That's coming up this week. So there's no more, you know, kind of messing around when it comes to their schedule. They've got – they yeah. have maybe, maybe the most delicate quarterback situation in their conference in that they don't know who their guy is and everybody else does. Yeah, it does feel like it's going to be a week-to-week a -week thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like he's going to settle on someone the rest of the way. Um, coming out of that game, has he – So they're going to work on – all, all three are going to get reps. Work out all three. They're going to see who, who's the best. I think, personally, just because of his athleticism, Jalen Milrow gives you the best chance to mm -hmm. win. But clearly, they've got a plan with him that maybe – that didn't involve him playing against USF, even when it got dire, yeah. because save for a couple of, of big plays that just happen to be Alabama has a better grade of, grade of athlete than USF does, yeah. and mano a mano they won. That game, I mean, that, that, was, that was bad news for Bama this yeah. last week. That was really bad news. Does Bama fan hit the panic button – in this run of dominance that they've been on, it will not surprise you to know I don't keep my finger on the pulse of yeah, Alabama, you know, Alabama yeah. fandom. I'm not on their message boards. Is the panic button always within reach for them, or have they felt pretty no, good I about think, like I think this is the only time they've like feel like they need to break glass in kind of emergency yeah, because yeah. normal crisis for them is like, um, what do you mean you're at the Chateaubriand? <laughs> <laughs> I pay a lot of money to own – to belong to this club <laughs> and if you bring me a 1984 i will throw it in your <laughs> face sir like that's normally their problems that is okay that's their normal problems now that like now because of the transfer portal yeah because it's not because of nil because alabama's nil is as good as anybody's nil yeah and if you're the quarterback at alabama and you're good see bryce young then miami's or money's going to come to you Money's going to come to you. But the fact that, and this is across the board, we talked about this last week, and that, you know, Alabama's still going to be a good team, but are they going to be a great team because you can't hoard anymore? Right. So yeah. those things are, you know, and they don't have, like, they're, they've got four quarterbacks, and I'm counting Jalen Hurts, even though he graduated from, he finished in Oklahoma, but he was their starter. Their last four starting quarterbacks are all starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and all kind of have the arrow pointed up, including Mac Jones, who yeah. uh, I think with Bill O'Brien is going to kind of rise here. If you watch the way he's played the last couple of weeks, he's not really their, their biggest problem there in New England. So, you know, Bryce Young was just the number one pick in the draft, too, has been playing great. Uh, and then Jalen Hurts just came off a of Super Bowl. And so that run has not only ended, but it has ended with a thud. Yeah, screeching halt. Yeah. So – let me ask you this. I don't want to be – maybe I do. I can be cynical human being and yeah. sports fan. And we may have talked about this once before, but it just seems like the, the college game is so geared to – if you have a really good quarterback, you're probably fine. Is, this, is that just what this is? Like, they're not worse at any other position, right? Oh, I mean, no, they are. They well, are, but – okay. Let but, me rephrase that. They're not bad no. at other positions. They're not as good or as deep, like you said, yeah. because of an inability to hoard. Now, they don't have a freak of nature wide out that's going to win the Heisman like they did in 2020. But I feel like 
if they just solve the quarterback issue, isn't everything just okay? Yeah, right? I mean, they could they could navigate it if they had because Nick Saban's won with the talent that he's built around. Sure, McCarron and McElroy like, were not like set yeah. the world on fire, guys. No, McCarron was better, I think, than people think. But that's yeah, Brody Croyle. Yeah, you know, Jacob Coker. Like not like yeah. none of those none of those guys like. You know, when they got their shot in the like nobody is talking about like yeah. you guys remember the Brody Croyle led the Chiefs <laughs> to a big win? No. Never happened. You know, but the Alabama fans remember him, remember him well. He's yeah. in he's in the free drinks club there, yeah. right? So, you know, you run into Jacob Coker in a bar in Tuscaloosa, like, Jacob Coker, get your butt over here, buddy. Beers on me all night, national championship 2014, 2015. Love you, man. What a reduction of Bama fan. No, Maybe just, not to Garrett. <laughs> that was spot on in my take. I was, I was just Garrett thought you were giving Bama fan too much credit. Here, right here's there. the thing. If if I'm in a bar and Chris Winkie walks in. I'm, and his grandkids. Though, yeah, even though he has way more money than I do, I'd be like, Winky, you sit down right here. You and me, we're going to house some beers tonight. You know, that's how it's going to be. That's you know? a fun game. The yeah. Who would you who would you max out your credit card for at the bar? Oh, That's I, th a fun I, game. I think we need to do that one day. Okay. Because it's it's one of those things like I I met Bucky Richardson, former AM quarterback, one time. Okay. And I was introduced to him by Dat Wynn. And so okay. those two guys are in that Sure. In that for AM fans. Also, no disrespect to you. I think highly of you as a human and as a professional, but yeah. In that triumvirate, you, Datwin, and Bucky Richardson, one of these things is not like the other. Oh, that's absolutely true. <laughs> no disrespect absolutely to true. you. <laughs> absolutely true. Absolutely true. So, um, but no, uh, and uh, Dat is like the nicest, like not the Bucky's not, I've only met him all the time, but I've, I've had, I have a very good friendship with Datwin and one of the nicest guys in the world. So uh, he, but he would be in that club and there's been times where I've been places with him and then tried to see if somebody would, and Dat is so effusive. Like, no, 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 please don't. Not at all. Yeah. I don't, you know, I had my half a beer two hours ago. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to mess up a potential comeback. I, I, try, I tried it because you guys wanted me to, but now I'm, I'm not, you know. <laughs> well, that would so. be a really fun game. Yeah. All right, we'll do that one day. So, yeah, we'll do that one day. Who would you max your credit card out for? Yeah, it could, I mean, like, to me in college sports, it's like, there are a bunch of, like, think about the... Who's the dude from Northern Iowa? Ali Farouk Banesh. Oh, the guy that hit the three-pointer against Kansas. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, that, I, bringing him up, I'm hoping my wife is not even watching right now because she'll... Oh, is Amanda a KU grad? Uh, yes. Okay. Sorry, yeah. I don't think I knew that about her. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Do we have a dump button? Can we just yeah. dump that name? <laughs> no. So, anyway. <laughs> By the way, thanks to my friend Ryan. Got me this cup. Triple option. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and he hit no bidet. He couldn't spring no, and get you a bidet. No, although, although I did, I sold him on that. He's got okay. him all over his house now. We're okay. actually going to see him. Here's the thing. Big announcement, Chris, while we have it, before we go to that next week on Thursday and Friday, Jack and I will be in Orlando. Uh, we're doing shows oh, yeah. from Orlando, uh, courtesy of Meridian Capital Homes and Ingenuity Air, uh, who are local Orlando businesses for Baylor and UCF. We'll be at uh, Burger U on Thursday from two to three local time. And then from three to six local time on Friday, we'll be at Bounce House Social. So, wow. Yeah. Got a big trip coming up. Man, must be nice to be you guys. Yeah. It's, it's fun. I mean, here's, and so that leads me into my next panic button, even though we'll get to Oklahoma State in a second. Baylor's got a panic button badly, and that I think fans thought maybe they would improve on last year and just kind of clear out. Yeah. But right now, like the game they played against Long Island, was again it's one of those things where even though you got to win it's like well that should have been way better than that and long island was in the game for way too long yeah uh can we just blanket i mean outside of texas and ou can't you just kind of blanket the whole big 12 maybe pressing the panic button a little bit i wouldn't say yes on ucf just yet and I think Cincinnati's actually thrilled they're doing well. West Virginia came out. They've just won the back, backyard brawl, but they've been in panic mode because they haven't been good for a while. Yeah. So they haven't unleashed it. But Houston, I'm, I'm sure, just absolutely slamming it right now. Yeah. I'm more thinking maybe Brett Yarmark, your mark, because I'm sure his ideal situation is not Texas and OU being really good yeah. on the way out. But here's the good news for him. 
one of the teams that's on the way in is the most talked about thing in the whole country right now. Yes, I know we're going to talk about. We'll talk about him next. Talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, so, so panic button, man. So I can only here's here's what I experience in a in a vacuum with the Baylor people in the family that I've married into. Yeah. The panic button has long since been released. It's just a resignation. It's just the it's the give up button. Oh, like they're man. just Well, Chris, they're um, just kind of we hopeless. Garrett and I talked about this on the post game show the other day in that they're in a situation right now where I think they have not gotten out of the talent what they wanted to clearly that yeah. they that they evaluated. So they they missed on some talent on the roster. That also intersects with a time in which the atmosphere around the stadium and the game is at kind of an I wouldn't say an all-time low because believe me it's been way lower yeah. to the, the <laughs> fact that yeah. you could when I first got here you could decide to go to the game like the game was kicking off at noon or 11 o'clock you yeah. could leave your house at 10:30 drive right up park very close and walk to your seat and get there before the national anthem started yeah 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 and that didn't even matter who they were playing. They could have played te- like Texas and Nebraska. Maybe there's a little bit of traffic because all of their fans were coming in. Yeah. But based on that in the old Big 12 days, it was really bad news for Baylor in the first, you know, what, 15 years of the Big 12 or, or so, 12 years of the Big 12. It yeah. was, it was, well, maybe, yeah, 15 years or so. 96 to 11, basically. Yeah. So 15 2010, years. 2010, if you want to give them 2010, yeah, I guess it's yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Robert Griffin won the Heisman that year. So yeah, I think you got to. That year before. Year they, before they, yeah. they made it to a bowl that year before. Yeah, right? the Texas Bowl. Texas Bowl, Texas bowl year. Yeah. So I, I think I think largely, and I could be wrong. I, again, I can't speak for the entire class of Baylor fan. I think there's a real resignation that it's just going to be a long season. I think the idea is they can't turn it around. I don't know if that's true. Um now there's a a more concentrated panic button on a fear of what Texas might do to them Saturday. Yeah. Which which, based on what Texas did, may not be inevitable either. Well, look, Texas turned it on in the fourth quarter, but I do think that there are – I saw Steve Sarkeesian in his press conference today about this is their last Big 12 opener here against yeah. Baylor. This is the last one. And so it's the last time – and I'll say this. I don't think it may necessarily be ever, but it's the last time for the foreseeable future – that the Texas Longhorns will be wearing shoulder pads at McLean Stadium. Yeah, like there's there's not there's not a reason for that to be revived from Texas's yeah. standpoint no, at all. Not from Texas's standpoint. Not from Texas's standpoint at all. So, if you are playing a team in Baylor that was playing confident and deep and talented, would be a lot scarier than it is right now right. where you have the potential to maybe flip the stadium like you did in the old days. Oh yeah. I mean, Mac Brown one time on the on the post game Colin show the week before they played Baylor said, "Well, I, I can't wait for our fans that don't get a chance to see us in Austin to come see us in Waco." He even said it's a cheaper ticket, easier, yeah. less less traffic. Like made the pitch for him to like, look, if you live in Dallas and don't want to drive the four hours, yeah, you know, you can you can drive less than half that way, pay less for parking, get a ticket the day of the game, maybe, yeah, and. That still exists. I got Go hit home. up. I got hit up yesterday by somebody in Austin. Yeah, it was like, "Hey, can you get me tickets to Texas Baylor?" And I was like, "No." Was it Andrew Baker? <laughs> no. Oh, because he he hit me up yesterday. I was about to say, I know you probably got hit up. Yeah, I got Andrew's hit up. Got yeah. more money than both of us. Buy your own ticket, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I think he thought we still got free ones. And I was like, "No, we we don't." No. But uh, another team, I think, pe- pressing the panic button because they've got similar. Problems to Oklahoma is, or to Alabama is Oklahoma State. And they've got three quarterbacks, but they don't have one. And they got absolutely walloped. And we're getting shut out for three quarters against South Alabama. Yeah. If you have, is there just, is there an old adage that I've, am missing or forgotten that if you have, if you have three quarterbacks, you don't have one. Yeah. Right. Like that's, it's actually, if you've got, if you've got one, you've got one. If you've got two, you got none. You got none. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. They're, I I don't know best how to describe them. Listless is not necessarily a term. Baylor looked listless. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State looks 
maybe listless. I don't even really know the word. Yeah, I don't but know. They're but they're also kind of a ship without a rudder. Yeah. You don't, you don't look at it and think, this is how good this team can be. You just are kind of like. Well, they were one of the teams that, uh, as a matter of fact, um, uh, they got one vote to win the Big 12 in the preseason poll. Uh, and that, and, um, and Ari, uh, the guy who voted for him, but works at the Big 12 Network, uh, said, I picked them because this is a conference that every year there's somebody coming out of nowhere, mm -hmm. and this is the most coming out of nowhere thing you could think of. And Mike Gundy is the come out of nowhere guy. Yeah. So, but right now, based on, and look, South Alabama's, um, they're, they're, they're not slouches as you, as you would think. They've been building that program for a little while. No, they're but, good Sunbelt, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're good Sunbelt Sun team. Sunbelt Sun Belt team. But you should not at home lose by 26 to a Sunbelt team. No. I, I'm sorry. That, that should not happen. And not be in the game at any point. Yeah, that's the, like, that's the, dis not discouraging because I don't care either way. That sh should be the panic button part is that it wasn't even like a Baylor game where you were up 16-7 on Long yeah. Island at the half and you're like, we should be winning more. You're like, man, we're kind of getting boat raced. Yeah. In our own house by a Sunbelt school. Yeah. So what's the two, if you had to, to weigh them, Baylor's, Baylor's got the Liberty loss from 2017, 18, 17, 17. and then the Texas State loss. Oklahoma State's now got the South Alabama and the Central Michigan yeah. loss. Which of those two sting worse? Coop, Cooper Rush was the quarterback. Ah, at Cooper Central, Rush. Everybody's Central favorite Michigan quarterback. Then. Uh, I would think that Liberty loss was – here's the thing. I think Texas State might be worse than all of them just because Baylor had expectations. And yeah. in 2017, Liberty was bad. That was a bad loss. But nobody that was – like there were fans that were like, oh, well, we've got a good coach. He can – you yeah. know, this coach can come in and he's got a bunch of good players. And yeah. They'll do that. I don't think they understood what – was really going on until that moment when they lost to Liberty and they lost to UTSA that year. Like, yeah, I don't think until those things happened, they understood like, no, no, no. Like those players you think you had, they're gone. Yeah. And the ones that are here are not in a good mood. Yeah. And so it's <laughs> not in a good mood. It's, it's not what you think that, that was probably some all time panic button stuff after those two losses that yeah. first year that coach rule was here. So, but I do like, I think, I don't like. I think in varying degrees. Like Mike Gundy is never going to be in trouble unless he he wants to be, right? right. I mean, because he's got a lifetime contract at yeah. Oklahoma State. Nick Saban's not in trouble, although expectations from the fans have taken a severe hit. In that now, you know, they're looking at probably a nine and three season at best, and that's if they get their quarterback right. And if they don't, like their schedule's still a gauntlet. Yeah, they're probably not playing for the for the SEC title. As where Baylor. There's some real consequences on the coaching staff yeah. if they don't get things right in a hurry. Yeah. Because Baylor can't sit around and wait very long, you know, to do this. And Dave Aran has already changed coordinators a couple times. Yeah. You know, one has worked, Jeff Grimes worked out for the better for a little while. Uh, now he's changed the defensive coordinator. Like you're in that mode of like you change coordinators. Well, then the that is what's gonna gonna be the difference there is I don't think that that is imminent right now, but those things can change so rapidly and you know a few bad losses more in a row and you're like, well, you know what's gonna happen yeah so I think that's the biggest panic button maybe maybe in the power five right now in that you've got so many other factors of you're not you may not even get close to any of the goals that you set for yourself this year to get back and, and, and contend for the Big 12 title. And there might be some coaching staff changes in that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the because the grace the grace period has run out. Yeah. I don't know how long it was, but it certainly does feel like it's either get it way back right this mm -hmm. season or you don't get another shot at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. When we come back, Deion Sanders is 3-0. Look, his world's about to – Get right <laughs> out of town. You hadn't heard. <laughs> His world's about to change in that the teams he's playing are better than the teams he's beaten. Fair. That does not take away from anything that he's done. But it's a good way to put that. I, I do see like there is this interesting resistance in the college football world to just enjoy it. 
and okay. and and appreciate the uniqueness that it is because there's a fear of he's changing everything. I, I mean, like, okay, so I want to ask, I want to dig deeper into that yeah. when we come back because as a person who's embraced it, I want to know, I want to know specifically who's pushing against it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about that because there are some okay. people pushing against okay. it. And there's some that'll never like come out and say everything, but but you can tell what they. <laughs> That they're meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Because people are afraid of change, and he is an absolute yeah. agent of change. Sure. And possibly chaos. <laughs> yeah, but, but I love it. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so we'll talk about that when we come back. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. All right, here we go. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> How long Chris. was I in there? <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't take long breaks on this show, Chris. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. That's right. You got to go. You got to go. Yeah, yeah. You got to go. You got to go. Um, uh, before the break, uh, we teased. You know, listen. We're and look. I get we're clicking, chasing clicks and page views when we talk about Deion Sanders. But I have noticed, and this was talking to Tim Brando last week when we had him on on three sixty five Sports, that there is this segment of old guard coaches old guard media that are that kind of push against the way Dion is doing things. Yeah. And it also goes again, like it's the same people who, when they found out Texas A&M was spending all this money on NIL, were like, well, they're not doing it the right way. We're like, I mean, it's legal. Like yeah. they're not, they may actually be the only ones doing it the right they're, way. They're not like, they're not breaking any rules anymore. Like you have to, things have changed. So you have to divorce that idea in your uh -huh. head of like, oh, they're cheating. Like, no, they're not. They're not cheating. Right. They're, there are not rules anymore. Yeah. So you can be upset with the whole organization and maybe overall ethics of what has come out of it. Yeah. But as far as the rules, they are not cheating anymore. Yeah. It feels it like was, we're talking about the Astros. It, but. No, no. It, I'll, I'll, use the, I'll use the thing of... Uh, it was. It's like the the steroids in baseball that they didn't bother to make illegal. Yeah. And then they like wrote it, and then like afterwards, people looked down on them. You're like, well, you know, the owners did everything short of like walking up to Mark McGuire and going, "Hey, um, I signed for your big crate of Andro outside <laughs> because they got me first. So, where do you want me to put that? First of all, if I ever start a band, it's going to be titled Big Crate of Andro. <laughs> <laughs> so, we got a bunch. I said, like, you know, if they say they didn't get it, you tell them that <laughs> the owner signed for it. Yeah. Me. I'm all for it. Take as much as you need. So, and so, but that's, that's kind of how it might be looked at later on. But I, I, so there's all these people that are, they're mad about these certain things and they don't like, now I do believe, and I'm not the one to talk about this, but I do leave. But you're going to. Well, I'm just going to yeah. throw it out there. There's a race component to it. I was going to ask obviously. about that. I think so. There's a race component to For it sure. and, a, and a culture component to it from people who don't understand, you know, why it's cool that Wu-Tang Clan and Lil Wayne and Offset and, like, all these people are coming to Colorado games. Kawhi yeah. Leonard? Yeah, like, all these people are there. Yeah. Yeah, that are there. That, that's what's making them upset, not, like, that he's good at it, but he's, like, this 
cultural icon that they don't care for. But uh, I'm not, I'm not going to speak to that because I don't, outside of just kind of an observation of a lot of the people who seem to be mad, at least in the fan space, are people who are kind of mad about that probably in general. Um, yes, I agree. But I don't want to, you know, I can't, I'm not going to drill down into specific accusations because that's not productive. But, that's not. Um, but I do think that there are coaches, especially ones who have said, like, very specifically don't like the way he built the roster yeah. or even though he didn't break any rules. Um, there are are people who clearly don't like his bravado. Uh, there are people and it's, and there are people who don't like the fact that he has garnered so much attention so quickly because there is a real fear that he will upset the apple cart and take away their strongholds. And he will, and yes. he's going to. Yes. The thing is, is that I think you need to embrace it. I think you absolutely need to embrace it. Because if you don't, then A, he's going to use it as fuel, which we've seen has worked well. B, look, if you're worried about some sort of gigantic sea change because all of a sudden gigantic celebrity athletes are going to become college football coaches, that is insulting to Dion in a way that yes. is ridiculous. Because, because the guy can coach. Yeah, because he can coach. And he, he is a celebrity, so he's a celebrity who happens to have the skill, but there are not a lot of other guys out there. Like, look, Peyton Manning is not coaching. You know why? Because he doesn't want to. Right. And he may not be able to do it the same way, although he has the knowledge. Like, there's nobody who has more knowledge in his head about quarterbacking and offenses and things like that. But does Peyton Manning have the, the, ability, the, the, the ability to go recruit kids and the things that Dion does? Maybe, maybe not. We'll never know. It's clear that at least at this point in his life, Peyton doesn't want to do that because if he wanted to, he would be. Yeah. You know? So there's nobody like, and even then, like, you go through, like, how many Hall of Famers? I mean, Hall of Famers that were as famous and marketable and all that as Dion exist out there that want to do this. There's not many. So you're 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 really afraid of like a max party of three. Like there might be two <laughs> other guys out there yeah. that could do this like Dion is. And I say maybe because I have no idea who they are. Yeah, I, I think we talked about this. We couldn't even really think of one person. Like, it, it to me it would be like if Randy Moss all of a sudden wanted to do this. And yeah, not even he has the cachet that exactly, Dion has though. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He doesn't. Jerry Rice doesn't. No, you know, like too old. Yeah, and, you know, but Dion, he and Jerry Rice are about the same age. Dion is—he's so unique. Yes. So to me, it's like, you know, it's—it's it's like worrying that there's, you know, a forest full of unicorns when you've only seen one. One ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to go in Loch Ness because of all the monsters. Yeah, no, exactly. There's just one. Yeah. So look, he is going to. Bottom line, you have to accept that if you are a big-time school that was getting four- and five-star guys and pocketing them away, that he is going to take a chunk out of that. And when I say a chunk, I mean a big chunk. Uh -huh. There's going to be a ton of big-time athletes that go there because wherever he is, whether it's Colorado or a few years somewhere else, he is going to attract that because of the atmosphere around him and the way that he does things. He is going to attract that. But you also know that there are, you have to go like, well, there's only so many scholarships he can have, mm -hmm. A, and B, he's not for everybody. So some people will be like, yeah, I like him, but like, you know, I'd rather go here because I can play right away here. This coach and I have better, you know, more similar personalities. Yeah. You know, I maybe have at my particular position a clearer pathway to something. So fearing Dion to me is silly other than the fact that you're afraid you might lose to him, but you might lose to everybody you play. Yeah. You know, you might you might not be afraid of South Alabama, but guess what? Yeah. They can roll in and beat you just the same. Yeah. So the little bit I've seen and I don't I don't live much life on social media. So yeah. as I understand it, I mean, I guess coach rule allegedly it was, it was roundabout yes. like the, the the things that But the, he's going to get painted with that brush, right? As being this like anti-Dion guy. No, and I and I'll tell you he's he's He'll yeah. he'll he'll be one of the guys who's just like fine great let's go like 
Right. Nothing he can do about it. Like he right. just needs to. But the narrative that if if the narrative needed fuel, it reached out and grabbed Coach Rule as part of a support for the argument. Yeah, because they preyed on the Buffalo and Shadur said that was disrespect yes. and yes and all that. So and then I know, I guess Danny Cannell. I know he's probably one of your leaders from his time at Florida State. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Danny, but but he, I think he may have put his foot in his mouth on Twitter. But who amongst us hasn't? Well, Danny does that a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's kind of a cranky old he's, guy. He's, a little he's bit polarizing. Yeah. yeah, and then I guess the cat at Colorado State, obviously, like I get what he was but trying look, to do. Here's the deal: it almost worked. It for almost him. worked. Yes, it almost worked. Yeah. Yes, if his guys knew how to handle that better. Yeah. Probably would have worked. Yeah, they just what, handled it like buffoons. 16 penalties or whatever they committed, especially 17. the 17 yeah. penalties, and then one of them being a horrible cheap shot on yeah. Travis Hunter. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're, you you would have probably looked better in that regard. Yeah. But, yeah, Jay Norvell, he 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 took a calculated risk. Yes, like, he did, and it almost worked. Yeah. Yes, I don't fault Jay Norvell for anything he said or did. Yeah. Um, I think I think it was – I did it on Thursday. I was like, dude, why are you doing this? Like, he doesn't need to create – like right. he like you you don't want him to create a narrative. Just let him yeah you know or he he'll create one out of thin air because that's how he does it. But don't give him one that he doesn't have to do that. Just in the regard of just as the way he motivates, make him have to spend some t- time being creative as opposed to just going hey um yeah I'm gonna write the first three lines of your pregame speech for you. Go ahead yeah yeah I. I guess I'm just, again, in my little insulated place, people are enjoying the first three weeks of the Dion experiment. Mm-hmm. It only works if you win. Yeah. And if he stops winning and Colorado stops winning, then it ceases to be charming. Yeah. I am charmed by it right now. Yeah. After an off season and a couple of years of realignment BS and chasing money and television rights and not understanding NIL and the portal and all the chaos that comes with it for three weeks, he has made the games really fun. Yeah. And I appreciate that. So I fully embrace the Dion thing. And now I'm kind of like, let's say he loses to Oregon or SC, which is, I'm sure they're not favored. Now I'm, I'm excited to see how he responds. Like I'm, I'm in on the Dion experiment. I don't even know if it could be called an experiment at this point. Like no. the Dion experience. Experience. Yes. I'm in on it. Like yeah. I like it. Absolutely. It's like a theme park thing. Yeah. I mean, like honestly, just enjoy it. And especially for if you just and there are probably fans of teams that have been so good for so long they don't understand what it's like to be completely forgotten. Yeah. Off the college football landscape. Yeah. And Colorado was a once great proud program yeah. that was completely forgotten off the landscape. And if you looked at your team schedule and go, oh, we've got a, a Colorado this year. Okay. Yeah. Like that was how it was. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, we got Colorado. Like there is something to be said for a program taking that kind of a chance, one, and two, um, you know, resuscitating itself quickly. And you can do that now. This is the era for Dion. Mm-hmm. If he had tried to do this five years ago, he would have been much more maligned he, than he is even now because the rules were not in favor of him being able to do this. He would have had to do it the old-fashioned way. And I'm not saying he couldn't have. I think that he would have run up against things that he would not want to deal with because he was going to be outspoken about it, and then it would have been used against him. Yeah. Unfairly because they would have eventually changed the rules and be like, well, see, I told you I was right. Yeah. But then that you know kind of never goes away. Yeah. So He's the right guy for the right time. In a really unique place. And here's the deal. It's not gonna like it's not gonna last forever. Like no. there will be a Dion era and then he'll retire and move on. Yeah. And you you won't have to worry about him anymore. And I know that you're trying to win now and everybody's trying to win now. And I do think it's interesting that there are coaches in certain places that are coaching with the knowledge that if they don't succeed, that Dion Sanders is getting a phone call. About yeah. their job. And I will tell you one of them, and he's doing a really good job now, but Mike Norvell is that guy. Really? Mike Norvell, no. Well, he and Dion interviewed for the job at the same time. And Dion did not get the job at Florida State because he had not finished his degree. And according, this is according to the athletic director at the time, David Coulter, uh, and that he had never coached before. So he could not sell that to the, the people that 
you know, the money yeah. people at Florida State. So that has fueled Dion in a different way. Yes. He's, it's made him mad. And like, which to me are not irrational things. No. I don't think they're irrational reasons not to hire someone. But the minute Mike, no- look, Mike Norvell against Boston College this week <laughs> had for a little while people going, I probably should have hired. <laughs> Probably should have just let him get his degree when you say, in the summer. When you say people, are you talking about people in this room? No. Oh, okay. no. Um, You're talking about people sitting across from me? I'm talking, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about a lot of people on my text message chain. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Should have been like, well, maybe you just put him in the summer program and tell everybody else to shut up. <laughs> you know, like, that's what you do when... when <sighs> When the lottery ticket lands in your lap, yeah. you don't go, well, I didn't buy this ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Give him an honorary doctorate. Uh, just, I, was, I was studying up stupid facts about Long Island this week, and they gave mm-hmm. Kermit the Frog an honorary doctorate. Just give Dion an honorary doctorate. Yeah. Here's hire the deal. him. Here about Kermit the Frog, I mean, he got an honorary doctorate, but let's face it, he earned that. <laughs> he did. That's true. <laughs> have, you, have you heard why are there so many songs about rainbows? Come on. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful song. I'll also cop to trying to, I spent more of my week last week trying to remember if he was a Muppet. I was a Muppet. I know. Yeah, he was. You're right. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. I'm getting Wild. old. Are there so many <laughs> songs about rainbows? What's on the uh, So, in summary, yeah. I'm all in on the Dion experiment. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to, I feel like someone could clip this and play it if they wanted to. I'm looking forward to their first run of Bad Luck to see how everyone responds to it and how he responds. Yeah. If he's, I don't think he's going to change. He's not, he's not going to go up to the podium with this air of dramatic humility. Yeah. He's going to go up there and be Dion. Well, he, he was very frank about the way he's like, I'm happy we came back, Yeah. but I'm not happy with the way we played. Yeah. You know, I was like happy with a win, but not happy that it got to that point. Yeah. And especially knowing that he's got back to like, so far he's played Chandler Morris, Jeff Sims, and is it Nicoletti? Honestly, cor- not sure. Yeah, at, at Colorado State. He's about to play Bo Nix and Caleb Williams back-to-back. Yeah, that's going like, to be different. That, that, that'll be a, a, a changing experience. Yeah. And without Travis Hunter. Yeah. But if they can go through, like, here's the deal. If they even split. If sure, they, yeah. If they beat one and lose the other. You're gonna go okay. <laughs> you may I know you may not have the entire Pac-12 schedule memorized. Do they play uh, Washington, Colorado this year? I don't think they do. I think that might be one of the ones they actually do get to avoid. But because that would be a fun one. I don't want to talk on. out of. I can tell you. Look, okay. I, we moved the computer here for a reason. I don't want to talk out of both sides of my mouth and at times say the game is too easy for quarterbacks and stats are inflated because they are. But then I also they... want to acknowledge when super talented kids are awesome. And this Penix kid at Washington is an absolute dude. I so, don't see Washington on their no, schedule. They, they don't. But okay. look, they do play. Look, here's the quarterbacks they do play. They do play uh, DJU. All right. Uh, they do play Cam Ward at Wazoo, who's having an excellent year. Uh, and they, they, will, they will likely play Cam Rising because that's the He'll last game of the regular season yeah. uh, against Utah. Um, so, yeah. They also have Jaden Rashada probably in two weeks on the schedule if he's – Back healthy, and he's a, a stellar freshman. And uh, is he's it at D- Arizona State? What Rashada? Yeah. yeah. And then is it DJ Moore, Garrett? That's at UCLA. Yeah, yeah. They have him, stellar freshman. They've got a tough schedule coming up. I mean, it's Oregon, USC. Then you've got Arizona State and Stanford, which again, they're they're better than those two teams right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then UCLA, Oregon State, back to back weeks. I mean, that that they've that's got tough. tough. Yeah, you know, Arizona. Um, don't know where they'll be by by that point in the year, but they're they're better than they were. But yeah, they're still in the growth phase. And then close the year with Wazoo and Utah. So it's a tough schedule. It's a it's very a tough. tough schedule. It's a tough schedule. But the fact that he's gone three and zero, and all he has to do is find three more wins to get this team to a bowl game. Yeah, he uh, can do that. He can. He can. Well, I mean, look. I think. I think we rattled off the three that's probably going to be. Yeah. And I think there's probably another win or two in there. Yeah. That we're not expecting because the way that they play, they're going to get everybody in shootouts because they're so good offensively. Yeah. Now they still can't really run the ball, which they need to figure out. Yeah. Um, and they can't really mean, stop the run, but his son. Well, both of them. Yeah. I mean, Shiloh Sanders two had the eighty yard pick yeah. six, but yeah. well, his son Shadur is. This is not like high level analysis, but man, what a what a talented leader well, it's, it's, it's just fun to watch him yeah it's fun to watch greatness 
and I don't want to put him in like the cat class of like Tom Brady, but just in an, in a in a fishbowl in one game to watch a kid be that great, especially in the second half and overtime, it's really fun. Yeah, it's got a little bit like again, yeah, that DNA, that Sanders DNA. Yeah, is, it's is weird. I wonder where he gets it from. Yeah. Do you like the fact that a lot of people talk about this? You've heard he power ranks his kids, his five kids. <laughs> I have heard rumblings of this. Yeah, and it varies. It's it varies not always the depending same. on like what they're doing. Okay. Yeah. That's like his old. oldest son, Dion Jr., is the number one right now, and he's not even playing for him. He works. He's got his own production company that right now is attached to oh, okay. Dion in Colorado. Okay. But he's kind of made his own way with that. Gotcha. And then. Um, like his his daughter, I think is is number one of his daughter number two. You know, like so, like he's yeah he ranks them. And then he he said the other day I thought it was hilarious. He's like y'all are sitting here pretending like you don't do it too. <laughs> he's like you love them all, but you love them different, like more and less depending on what's going on. Uh, <laughs> I don't necessarily know if I agree. Yeah. You don't love them more or less, or. Enjoy their company, maybe more or less, what's going on. He put Shadur fifth. Shadur is fifth, and he said it. It was funny. To Rich Eisen, he says, because he's probably going to up and leave me next year. And then I, I've got to go, like, I've got to start this all again. And so he, that's why Shadur is fifth. So he's Poor putting Shadur. him there to maybe entice him yeah. to stay another year yeah. to get up the power rankings. Yeah. Hey, go win me a Heisman so you can be third. Out of my kids. <laughs> yeah. Dion. I love the Dion experience so far. Yeah. I'm, I want to go on the record that I'm not one of those people who's afraid of it. No. I say I say, bring a Dion experience to every campus in America, but it's en not going to happen. Enjoy it. Again, because it's, it's unique. That's, I think that sometimes we fear things that are unique and they're not going to be, you know. I use the comparison. I think I might have told this to you. It might have been Stephen. But... When Brittany Griner came to Baylor, our old friend Butch Henry said to me, she's going to change the game forever. I said, no, she's not. She's going to change the game she's in, but there's not like, there's yeah. not this forest of Brittany Griners that right. only one person has discovered that now once the secret's out, it's out. Like she is such a unique athlete that Brittany Griner is certainly going to change women's basketball for the game she's in and the time period she was going to be there. That's for sure, because yes. there, there were not people who can do what she did before she came. Right. And there, there may be after, but it's not like, you know, there's just going to be this, this right. water wall of people just These flooding people in. coming out of the woodwork saying like, oh, I can do this too. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. no, no. Like that, saying that, like, again, like you said before, it's kind of an insult to them in their uniqueness. Right. Like saying that Dion is going to change things irreparably for college football. Well, not really. I mean, he's changing the era that he's going to be, whether it's, you know, 10 years or 20 years or however long he's going to do this. Yeah. Like we might as well just sit back and enjoy the ride. And yeah, you can't compete with his celebrity, but the reason you can't is because there's not many people in the sports world that are as famous as him. So, yeah. again, unless somebody else that has his status, of which there are very few, decides to do what he's doing and has the same skill level at it that he does, you really don't have to worry. You That's, really don't have to worry about him. Yeah. His, like, those are the things that, like, he hits all these boxes. There are people that are equally or more as famous in football that, uh, and there's not many of them that could do this. But, like, again, okay, Tom Brady, like, if Tom Brady going to decide to coach Michigan in a couple years, like, okay, maybe you have to deal with that. But do we know that Tom Brady would even be as good at this as Dion is? Yeah. No, because we don't – like, Dion has yeah. – he went and he, he's kind of proven it. So, You remember when Larry Bird coached the Pacers and he just yeah. couldn't handle – I don't think he liked that there weren't five Larry Birds on the floor. Yeah. You know? I think that's another thing about Dion is that he – has an expectation, but he also kind of understands the generation he's dealing with. Yeah. You know, he also not, doesn't expect them all to be him. Exactly. Yeah. And I, again, that was probably Larry Bird's problem. That was probably Magic's problem in his yeah. brief flirtation with yeah. head coaching. So, yeah, Dion is a unicorn, man, in every sense of the word, and yeah. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. All right, when we come back, our last segment, we brief, but why is the Pac-12 so awesome as it's <laughs> dying? <laughs> it's, this, is, this is the ultimate, like – just send off to 
I, it's so weird. Anyway, we'll talk about that next. This is the triple option. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome back to Triple Option. The Monday Maniac, Chris Allman. I don't know what that we, was. we have to have a better pop for you than that. <laughs> Yeah, is there like a auto applause sound? Yeah. You just press. Should we, like, we need to set up a camera for you. We have curtains. You could come through the door. The problem is you're coming out of the sunlight into here, so it wouldn't look the same as, like, a wrestling introduction where they sure. come out of the dark and just appear. Sure. You know what else doesn't look like a wrestling introduction? Me walking out. <laughs> Not like, like this is for Pat McAfee, but. Well, that's a. That guy's a really good wrestler. Yeah. And people need to trust me. I know what makes a really good wrestler. Pat McAfee is really good. Pat McAfee might be the one guy who could do what Dion does. Yeah. But then that would take but him he, away from. But he'd do it at West Virginia and people would be like, pass. <laughs> good. <laughs> oh. Good. Um, I'm sure West Virginia would love that. Oh, they'd kill for they'd it. Love it. Um, the Pac-12. Why is it so awesome? I don't know. Yeah. Because it's just sports gods are cruel. But it's, it's weird. Like. So you wait, like you do all these stupid things and run your conference into the ground. And then the last year of its existence, it's probably the best league top to bottom in yeah. the country this year. Is it? Okay. I want to make sure I try to answer the question. I don't know that there is an answer of why is it so awesome in its last year. I think it's just, it's just how it's fallen. Yeah. Right. Um, but does it make you – you guys have followed this better than anyone. Yeah. Does it make you pound the table angry at Pac-12 leadership? Yeah, a little, a little bit because, like, now this is all going to be spread out. Or university presidents. Place. Because, look, I think that there are other fan bases in the country that have wanted the SEC grip to loosen right. for a long time. And part of that grip is you've got all the good quarterbacks in your league, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about earlier, you get a good quarterback, yeah. things can change. Well, now, you know, there's only a couple teams in the Pac-12 that don't either have a really good quarterback or have one that you're excited about. So, um, you know, I would say that, like, Stanford and Cal are the only two that, that people really don't know about. Yeah. Um, Arizona fans are, are – like Jaden Delara, even though they're still in the build. Yeah. Jaden Rashad at Arizona State is was one of the number one prospects in the country uh, and wound up there. And then you go, you know, DJ Moore, I think, was the number one prospect in the country. He's at UCLA. And then you look at the rest of the league, you've got the reigning Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams. You've got Bo Nix. You've got Shadir Sanders. You've got DJ You've got Cam Ward. You've got Michael Penix. Like, holy cow. Like, that's a league. That is yeah. an absolute league, right? And Cam Rising hasn't even played yet, and he's won two Pac-12 titles in a row. So they've got all this excitement just around quarterback position, not to mention all the other good things going on there. And the league is over because you've got six team, you know, well, four teams going here, and four teams going here, and two teams going here, and you know, and and two left behind, yeah. right? So, yeah, I don't know that there's an answer to your question other than it. I don't know. I think the whole thing sucks in general. I think yeah. even if the Pac-12 wasn't good, I still think it sucks the Pac-12 is going away. Yeah. I hate it. And I want to I, – I am the guy that wants to pound the table and be mad at leadership. And years ago, when I was 
doing radio. I was brand new in the Waco market doing radio, and I was running the board for the Guy Morris show. He was, J-Mo was interviewing Guy Morris. And Coach Morris kind of went on this rant about university leadership because David Cutcliffe had just been fired at Ole Miss. Yeah. And everybody respects him so much. Yeah. Morris went on this rant about non-football people making decisions. Yeah. And that, for some reason, that's what I think about. I think when the death of this conference. And it, I don't think they care. And we don't know. It could go. The Big Ten could go be the most electric conference in the country the next well, year or look, two. It better be considering who they're getting. Yes. Yeah. But it does make me say, well, in one, in one sense, I love the Dion experience. Bring me change. There's also the other part of me that's like, no, don't, don't change anything. Yeah. You know, like I want the Pac-12 to stay. Because if they could just recreate what they've done so far for the first three weeks, if they could just do that every year, they would be. They'd be the most watched, maybe not maybe not guaranteed the most watched conference in the country, but they'd get a lot more national eyeballs. Yeah. Well, and like we heard for like through all throughout the process, it was interesting where people were like, well, look, foot, college football on the West Coast, they don't the powers that be don't look at it the same way as where if you're the university president at an SEC school. You better wrap your arms around it. Sure. And tell it you love it. Yeah. Give it a stuffed animal when it's sad. Like, those are the things you have to do. Give it candy for dinner. Yeah. You can't, yeah. if you're in the SEC or the Big 12 and those conferences, the Big 10, you have to absolutely, like, you know, you have to make sure football is. For some reason, on the West Coast, you know, in those schools, like, not all of them, not all, but some of them, and the ones that ultimately wound up undoing the whole thing saw it, did not see it that way, and didn't appreciate it to what it was. And you have to look no further than the – if you go back and read the minutes from the the Cal Board of Regents meeting where they were talking about UCLA, UCLA leaving and how much money they were going to get, and the people who've, like, never thought about college football that are on that board that are, you know, uh, physicists or yeah. – Whatever that they don't have, they don't have time to do a that. A bunch of tree hugging libs. Yeah, <laughs> whatever they are, whatever they are, right? But they're like, so the athletic department is losing how much money a year? And they're like, okay, and how much money we're going to get? And they're like, well, that sounds like more. Like, look, I, I don't usually do simple math because I'm a theoretical physicist, but it doesn't seem like I should be bothered with this decision. So do whatever you want. You know, like that. That was the tone yeah. I got from it, or people going like. So, or that they were just genuinely surprised to hear that, like, there's how much for television revenue? Like, yeah. people watch it that much on TV? Yeah. Like, you know, I don't have, like, they're like, I don't have one. I, yeah. <laughs> I've I only, I only read books and go to lectures and plays. <laughs> so, like, those are the things that happen. So, they hear these things. And where if you, if you said that in Auburn, Alabama, and the president was like, well, I didn't realize that we got that much money, you'd be like, sir, uh, where did you where did you come from and how fast can you get back He'd there? He'd be strapped to Tumor's tree. <laughs> yeah. And just tarred and feathered. Did you see the um uh Oh Brother Where Art Thou? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? No. It's at the end of the movie, there's a there's like the it's all set against the governor's race in Mississippi. Okay. And the guy who winds up losing gets caught um you know, being just a bad guy. And they literally ran him out of, like, they came in with a rail and, like, brought him out. Like, ran, like that was the thing. Like, okay. they put him on a rail and ran him out of town. Like, he sat there. Yes. And, they, and so that's what would happen. But so the West Coast got to that point, And then they didn't even realize what they had. I'm sure George Klyovkov is sitting there going, I, I mean, this, this year would have been beyond his wildest dreams. Yeah. And everything he would have wanted to sell to the television networks. Yeah. Everything he would have wanted to sell. And then they just went, yeah, I don't get it. So, but it, yeah, and it, it's it's decisions being made by people who don't care that much about what happens on the field, and people that don't really understand what happens on the field, yeah. right? Like our decision makers are just not unlike our government, they're all just incredibly detached. And I'm talking about at every level. Oh, yeah. Really, they're just look, detached hey. from what's really going on. Yeah, look, there's uh, the, the – well, I'll say this and we have to go. But You didn't the, want to get into politics talk? Yeah, no. Oh, okay. The SAG-AFTRA and uh, Ryder yeah, Skill yeah, strikes yeah. are going right now. Yeah. Warner Brothers is going to lose half a billion dollars this year because of it. You know what the Ryder Skill was asking for? $45 million. Okay. So – their own greed got them in this mess 
And now they're like, now it's to the point where you've lost so much money. Are you going to try to like just fast forward through the other side? Yeah. And so those decision things that happen in society all the time are what happened to the Pac-12. And yeah. that your own greed and just lack of, of foresight got yeah. you in this spot. And we do. We, we call it greed and oftentimes it is. But sometimes, too, what people want more is power. Yeah. And they want to exercise. Like the strike is probably about just power over people. Yeah. And they, they want that power as much as they want the money, though it ultimately all does come Although, down to money. you lose enough money for other people, and they'll take that power they away They will take that power away. Faster than you ever thought you could. Like, you'll have it, and it'll be gone, and you'll be like, how did this happen so fast? And like, oh, count the money you lost. Oh, yeah, I used to it. be powerful. That's why, that's why the Pac-12 is no more. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thanks to the Monday Maniac, Chris Allman. I'm going to make it stick. I hope we get merch. <laughs> I hope we get merch. It says the Monday Maniac. Uh, the Monday Maniac. Yeah. We get merch that says it. Uh, Chris Allman with us here. Uh, tomorrow, Roy Nogletree will be back. I haven't figured out a good, a good name for him yet. Yeah. He's got such a good name. Yeah. He doesn't really need a nickname. No. Like Roy if I called Nogletree's. him Timmy Tuesday, it wouldn't. wouldn't hey. It would ring a hollow. So uh, Roy Nogletree will be here uh, back in tomorrow with a show. Big show, 365 Sports at 3 o'clock. Thanks for watching, everybody. See you then. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of